This is Own Your Retirement with Albert Lalonde from Kaizen Financial Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Albert Lalonde provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful strategies to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Own Your Retirement with Albert Lalonde. Hello, and welcome back to Own Your Retirement. My name is Albert Lalonde from Kaizen Financial Group. If you'd like more information about what you hear during our show today, give us a call at 586-752-7008, or as always, visit us online at www.kaizenfinancialgroup.com. And while at my website, click on the podcast page to check out past shows and also to subscribe to our program on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Now, though it's one of the most important parts of a person's financial life, some people avoid dealing with their legacy plan because it means spending some time thinking about what you'd like done with your assets after you've died. Admittedly, nobody likes to think about dying, but why not look at the situation through, let's say, a different lens? See, if you build your legacy plan prior to retirement or shortly after retirement, when you're healthy, you've taken a huge project off your plate. Moving forward from there, you need only adjust your legacy plan as your life circumstances change. Now, during our show today, we're going to chat about some of the most common legacy planning mistakes and more importantly, what you can do to avoid them. But before we examine today's topic, let me introduce my co-host, Tony Shore, who is the exact opposite of a mistake, which I guess makes him what? Accurate, perfect, <laughs> correct. Hey, Tony, how we doing, buddy? <laughs> what in the world, Albert? Um, I don't know about any of that. That's oh, uh, come let's, on. Uh, I guess if we short. have, if we have to, let's just pick one. Let's go with perfect. I, I think I because I think it clearly suits me. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> well, no, this sounds like a good one you've got for us today. I think uh, it's timely obviously. And uh, mm -hmm. I know you're a strong advocate of crafting a thorough legacy plan. So what made you choose today's topic, Albert? Well, you know, we uh, just, I, I just taught a little lunch and wisdom for my clients on uh, really legacy planning. And more importantly, being set up and asking the right questions, having that conversation with your children and even loved ones. Um, and, and it's amazing how many people really don't have that discussion or are afraid to. So yeah. thought it'd be a great uh, time to bring this up. In fact, the Clippinger article, 10 Common Estate Planning Mistakes and How to Avoid Them, actually struck me with uh, how well it presents some important info. And I thought it would be smart to share it with our listeners. So First and foremost, the article boils the legacy planning process down to one simple idea. It's about taking control of your financial situation before something unexpected pops up and takes that control away from you. Now, the first legacy planning mistake you should avoid, well, not having a real plan. <laughs> it's about as simple as it gets. Now, note that I said real plan and not just plan. See, that's because many people have the beginning of a plan jotted down somewhere or ideas for a plan scored away, let's say, in their brain. 
but that's not going to cut it because here's the deal. If you don't have a will or a trust button up, your state secession laws and the probate process may get to call the shots about where your assets end up. Now, do you want to call the shots or do you want lawyers and judges to call the shots? So work closely with a financial service professional and an attorney to build a legacy plan that respects your wishes. Well, yeah, I think that's some great advice. Obviously, working with a financial services professional and an attorney strikes me as a good way to put some heavy hitters in your corner when it comes to planning out your future. And you really, you don't want to leave your family or your loved ones in a bad situation. That's the bottom line. And for, I mean, for your own peace of mind, right? Yes, definitely correct there. Now, next mistake, not promptly updating your legacy plan as your circumstances change, you know, is the mistake that you should try to always avoid. Now, this is a critical part of a person's financial journey that I make a point to emphasize again and again to my clients. You see, a legacy plan is definitely not a set it and forget it type of thing. You need to be proactive with it. If you move to a new state, you need to work with your financial service professional to see if your new state's laws may necessitate some adjustments. If you have a new child or your spouse dies, you may want to change your designated beneficiaries. Another note, when major federal legislation is signed into law that may change your tax status or other parts of your financial life, you should discuss possible legacy plan adjustments with your financial service professional, accountant, and or attorney. Right. That great advice. You need to make sure you're dotting all those I's and crossing all those T's. And mm-hmm. uh, that's an interesting point you make there when something like the recent Inflation Reduction Act is signed into law. My first instinct while reading about it isn't, how is this going to affect my legacy plans? Right. <laughs> but maybe yes. it should be. But maybe it should be based on what you're saying. Always. You know, like I said, uh, you always want to make sure that any plan that you put together, whether it's for retirement or legacy, is adjusted based on what the government does. So now, not adequately or adequately preparing for disability and long-term care is actually the next common legacy planning error. And after all, um, as Kuppinger explains, roughly 70% of those 65 and older will eventually need some type of long-term care services. And as the article further explains, a private nursing home uh, room currently goes for about a hundred grand a year and a home health aide will run you in the ballpark about $50,000 a year. So long-term care may be one of the biggest unfunded retirement risk retirees and near retirees face, Tony. Yeah, I think it's the the most likely thing to derail somebody's retirement or their estate or their legacy plan uh, because Mm -hmm. that spend down uh, it's so costly and it'll spend down anything you've saved so you really need a plan in place how can somebody work to avoid that legacy planning mistake well if you're still working you know discuss disability planning with your financial services professional so that you can be sure you have an appropriate amount of short-term and long-term disability insurance Then, as you move uh, toward retirement, you should begin focusing on long-term care planning, how you'll pay for it and how you'll receive it. Remember, as you consider both disability and long-term care insurance, the longer you wait, the more you'll potentially pay. But essentially, 
every year you wait, the higher the price you'll eventually pay will be. Right. Yeah, that's that's a good point. That makes sense. The longer you wait, the more you'll pay. And if that doesn't motivate somebody, I don't know what will. <laughs> right. Okay, so now the next common legacy planning mistake you'll want to avoid is, well, not adequately preparing for your estate's potential tax liability. Now, the article notes that at the federal level, estate taxes are something of a rich person's problem. But it's potentially a different story at the state level, which we believe makes working with a financial services professional and or let's say an attorney very essential. Now, additionally, several states have inheritance and state uh, I should say state estate taxes. So make sure you understand what your estate may be facing in your own home state. Yeah, that makes sense. Now, for our listeners out there who want to get a plan in place or saying, hey, I should probably uh, look at this or make this a part of my overall financial plan. How can they get a hold of you to set up that complimentary consultation? Oh, sure. I mean, they could visit us at www.kaizenfinancialgroup.com. That's K-A-I-Z-E-N. Or they could always call the office at 586-752-7008 and discuss how we might be able to answer all your questions and address your concerns. All right. Now, uh, you've been talking about not having a plan at all. That's a mistake. And mm-hmm. not updating your plan as you go along and as your circumstances change. That's a biggie. And then not addressing the need for disability or long-term care. That's a big one. And then the tax liability is a common yes. mistake. Uh, what do you have for us next? Well, then the next common mistake I would say you should seek to avoid, um, especially from this Kiplinger article, uh, 10 common estate planning mistakes and how to avoid them, well, is incorrectly listing asset ownership. Now, within this category, a frequent mistake is not jointly owning property with your spouse. Of course, there may be certain situations when it makes sense for spouses to separately own property. However, when spouses own property together, it builds creditor protections and makes transferring property easier upon the first spouse's death. Another example of improper ownership of asset is the business owner inadvertently titling a business property in their own name or when retirement accounts are placed into a trust when the goal is actually to keep them outside of the trust. So in other cases, some people think they're outsmarting the system by deeding real estate property to their kids or selling the property for, let's say, $1. But in reality, transactions like these are actually considered completed gifts, which could potentially create a gift tax liability or at least a requirement to file a gift tax return form with our friendly friends at the IRS. Ah, yes. (laughs) The bottom line is that not giving asset ownership the proper attention or incorrectly executing it may cause headaches with regards to estate and end-of-life planning. Yeah, you got to watch it. And I think that sets me up perfectly for my favorite line on our show. (laughs) You have to work with a financial advisor like yourself Mm -hmm. if you're not already, right? Yes. Yes, I agree with you 100% there, Tony. So what's the next one? Well, next common legacy planning mistake is, well, lack of liquidity. While many of us realize that asset liquidity uh, while we're alive is important, it's just as important after our deaths. In fact, it may be even more important after we're gone. See, if your estate needs to be divided among, let's say, multiple kids, a surviving spouse, or let's say other heirs, it must have a solid amount of liquidity. 
Now, the article explains that life insurance may be something you want to discuss with your financial services professional because it may create liquidity, divide wealth, and pay off debt. Well, and I'm guessing liquidity is also important for business owners, right? Oh my gosh, for sure it is. Uh, in fact, for a business owner, liquidity helps make sure your ears have the cash they need to be well, to begin operating your business immediately after you pass away. Additionally, if you have a buy-sell agreement or other strategy for transferring your business uh, built into your legacy plan, liquidity is absolutely essential. Now, without sufficient liquidity, the buy-sell agreement may not be able to move forward. So, to me, if this scenario may apply to your situation, you should really consider sitting down with a financial services professional who can help you figure out how much liquidity you may need and strategies actually to help you create it. Yeah, there you go. And I'm sure a fair number of our listeners are business owners. So hopefully that information you just you know shared with us will inspire them to go back and double check their own legacy plan. For sure. For sure. Okay, so now the next frequent legacy planning mistake, well, it's not adequately addressing the potential impact of income taxes on your beneficiaries. You see, some assets may come with, you know, let's say unintended income tax consequences for your beneficiaries. While many probably know IRAs and 401ks have required minimum distributions or RMDs uh, that kicks in at 72 in most cases, fewer people likely know inherited accounts may also have RMDs. Now, a 401k or IRA inherited by your adult child that's subject to RMDs may significantly change their tax status. Money will need to come out of the account yearly, and in many cases, with traditional IRAs and 401ks, the entire distribution is subject to taxes. So, the RMD is taxed as ordinary income, which it means, well, it ends up in the same pile as the heir's personal earnings. Yeah, so it's fully taxable, not only the interest, but the principal. It's all taxable when it comes out of a traditional IRA or 401k. You need to make sure that you get that just right as far as planning. You don't want to leave your loved ones with a tax burden. So is there an effective way to prevent this potential mistake? Um, yeah, you know what? If the original account owner converts, let's say, to a Roth while they're alive, it's possible their beneficiary may be able to avoid taxes when they make withdrawals because Roth distributions, if qualified, are often non-taxable. Now, remember, you have to pay taxes when you convert a traditional IRA into a Roth IRA, but after that, you may be able to enjoy the tax-free growth. And if your heirs are in higher tax brackets than you, well, it may really make sense to do a conversion with the help of a financial services professional. Yeah. Now, you've talked about adult children a bit today, but what does the article say or what do you have to say, Albert, about kids who are still kids? Oh, great question. Yes. You know, not adequately factoring your minor children or beneficiaries is one of the most common mistakes the article addresses. Now, making sure your kids are properly cared for in the event of you or let's say your spouse's untimely death may be one of the most important elements of a legacy plan. So make sure you have a formal will that designates your preferred guardian. Also have a conversation with the person you intend to designate so they aren't taken by surprise later down the road or if they have reasons why they may not be the best choice. Yeah. And then beyond selecting a guardian, give clear instructions about how money should be used to care for your children because too often people simply have the guardian manage money as they see fit. Mm. Yeah, you want to make sure that you pick a good guardian uh, for your uh, minor children. 
if something should happen to you or you and your spouse. That is so important. I, I agree. And I remember my wife and I, when our kids were young, having that conversation and getting a, a living will in place and a mm-hmm. directive for the kids. So um, this has been a great discussion. You're talking about some of the most common legacy planning mistakes today and how we can potentially avoid them. What do you have for us next? Well, you know, let's stick with the legacy planning, but shift our focus just a little bit. Um, in fact, another Kiplinger article, five unfortunate estate planning myths you probably uh, believe, uh, resonated with me because it highlights some of the myths I've heard during my own career. Now, the idea that a legacy plan should be entirely focused on tax mitigation is perhaps the biggest and most frequently repeated myth in the entire legacy planning process. Now, certainly strategies for taxes are important. We mentioned that earlier, but they aren't the be all and end all. But as the article explains, a robust legacy plan may come down to broadening your ambitions beyond taxes to instead focus more on where you want your assets to go. See, for example, do you own a business that none of your children are interested in taking over after you're gone? If so, you may want to discuss business, uh, you know, continue continuity plans uh, with your financial service professionals. Now, while a business continuity plan will consider taxes, taxes, it will also factor things like revenue distribution and creating value. So a strategy is part of a legacy plan, but it's not the only part of the plan. I think I got that. Yeah, exactly. Um, in fact, the idea that you should automatically leave everything to your children, well, it's another common legacy planning myth. While it may sound harsh to say so, the reality is you don't owe your children anything. Now, most of us will certainly want to leave our loved ones some of our assets, but the point is you need to think broader. Ask yourself how your assets may be put to their best use. Do you have causes you know, you've long supported? Perhaps some of your assets should be directed that way, or perhaps you can create a foundation to support your preferred cause and then leave your kids in charge of it. See, you can earmark a large portion of your assets to your kids without leaving them everything. Yeah, true. Uh, that is something to consider. So don't automatically leave everything to your kids. I get it. But I'm guessing a person should treat their kids equally when it comes to the distribution of assets. Uh, not necessarily, Tony. In fact, the idea that you have to treat your kids equally by default is probably uh, the next legacy planning myth. Your kids, just like anyone else have different skill sets and ambitions. Certainly the idea of leaving your family business to let's say one child and not the other may seem a little strange. But if one child has shown a particular interest in and aptitude for that business while the other child hasn't, doesn't it make sense to leave it to the child who has shown they want it? By trying to divide the business into equitable pieces, you may put the business's long-term future at risk. Well, yeah, as a parent, though, I think the idea of not treating your kids the same way, it would seem like a non-starter. But in truth, you should probably just focus on what's in each of your children's best interests, correct? Correct. And the, and the idea you can simply set up a trust and that would take care of everything, um, in fact, is, is another legacy planning myth that I've heard a lot. You know, often a large legacy planning strategy may involve setting up a trust, whether revocable or irrevocable. But first and foremost, you need to be fully aware that placing assets into an irrevocable trust means those assets are given to a trustee whose responsibility is to its beneficiaries, not the person who established the trust. And that includes current income beneficiaries and future remainder beneficiaries. So the article explains that 
Different interests can lead to conflict, particularly if one family member, let's say, is the trustee and the other family members are beneficiaries. So the article recommends considering a corporate or professional fiduciary to work with the family member. Huh, that's interesting. Like a lot of people, I think I just always thought of trusts as being pretty straightforward, but obviously there are nuances that people need to be aware of. Yeah, I mean, when it comes to building your legacy plan, there are some key takeaways, though, here, um, especially for our listeners. So first, you should consider starting your process with a broad eye. Take some time to think about what you want to happen to your wealth and to your family. From there, you can move forward with the goal of creating tax efficiency. Next, it's important to not get tripped up by the misperception that those assets must all be divided equally among your heirs. Instead, focus on making sure the right assets ends up with the right kid. And only utilize a trust if it will help you reach your overall goals when it comes to handing off your wealth to the next generation. And finally, Make sure your conversations with your financial services professional are open and frank. Don't, don't hold anything back. That way you'll have an advocate who understands your needs, your goals, and how to achieve them. Yeah, I, I tell you, I've really enjoyed our show today, Albert. I think this is a great topic, but we're almost out of time. Do you have anything else you want to add before we call it a day here? You know, if you folks have any questions about building a legacy plan and making sure your assets are distributed in a way that reflects your wishes, please don't hesitate. Visit my website, www.kaizenfinancialgroup.com or call my office, 586-752-7008. Remember, it's our goal to help you prepare for the retirement you've worked so hard for. All right. Sounds great, Albert. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of Own Your Retirement with our host, Albert Lalonde. Take care, everybody. Thank you for listening to Own Your Retirement. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Albert Lalonde at Kaizen Financial Group. Call 586-752-7008 or visit them online at kaizenfinancialgroup.com. Advisory services offered through Kaizen Wealth Management LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Michigan. Insurance products and services are offered through Kaizen Financial Group LLC, an affiliated company. Albert Lalonde and Kaizen Financial Group are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.